So, coming from the topic of heaven, we should talk about our marriages. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you know, marriage is so important biblically. And, you know, at all costs, you should protect and guard your marriage and try to make it work. I mean, we're, that's what we're taught. Not to condemn or judge anyone for being divorced by any means, but that you should continue to work on it. And being married to someone who's imperfect, and you're imperfect, there's a lot of struggles that can come up there. And I know that you've experienced it with your husband. And how does your faith help you stay committed to him? My faith doesn't exactly help me stay committed to him. It helps me stay committed to what's the bigger picture, which is our family, in my eyes. Okay. The marriage is the top of it. It's important. But then we have these three children. And so I need to be whatever kind of wife is biblically acceptable, but it's also how, how to work with my husband, who's very difficult. He has had his own struggles with depression and um, things, and just that's been my hardest struggle within marriage is how to respect him and how to protect them from his struggles and how to protect our marriage. So that's I find that that's something that I'm always working on. So would you say that's your biggest challenge is dealing with his depression? His, his depression and his inner demons dealing with those things has been our biggest marriage because you carry it as your burden exactly and I try to protect my kids because I don't want them to necessarily grow up thinking that that's normal not because it's abnormal but because I don't want them to identify and think that they're going to have to have similar struggles right because their parent did right and I find that a lot of people think that they're that that's just who they're going to be because they've seen that throughout their lives you know, so that generational kind of... Right. My mom was a little neurotic growing up, and I kind of grew up similarly thinking, well, I can just, you know, do things like this, and then I realized I don't, that doesn't feel good on me. It doesn't feel good. So what I've always tried to do within my marriage and successfully, not successfully, I've always encouraged him to go to church. I've always encouraged um, any programs that my church has offered, like um, the marital, like, forget what it's called it's like where you find each other again okay you guys did that together that did it help in the past it didn't he wasn't about he it. he wasn't receptive to and it and what ended up happening was we ended up hitting a rock in our marriage where I had given him everything I had given him all the tools possible to make our marriage successful and he just wasn't having it because he wasn't he wasn't all about God he wasn't all about our family he was about himself and selfishness and his greed is really... The hard part. Yeah. That's really your struggle with him. That's my struggle. And is for him to kind of have the family mindset over himself. Right. So we reached a point where we... It was either do or die. And he decided he wanted to fight for our marriage. And he's doing everything possible to listen to scripture every day oh wow to go to church every day he wow at church. so so it was getting to that breaking point that caused the change in him right there was a lot that happened he he didn't respect everything within our marriage yeah and I said okay well I'm done then and it really took that 
to wake him up? I think, um, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, you're not supposed to be unequally yoked and I'm married to someone who doesn't believe and I'm a believer now. Like, that happens a lot. And women put a lot of pressure on themselves to be the spiritual leader in their home. Right. You know, because the, a man is called to be the spiritual leader in the home. And I think it can be discouraging as a believer if your husband's not that and to feel like he needs to be that. And ultimately, like how I've started to look at it is that's the goal, you know what I mean? And we just pray for them and hope for that until it happens. And we have faith that it's gonna happen. And I have a friend that is really struggling right now because she's not seeing it happen and she's ready for it to happen. And it seems like you got to that place yourself. We got to that place because so many bad things had happened and it was, it was a position of, well, you've got here because you've been selfishly acting and doing your own Like life. you kind of made this bed. Yeah, this is where you're at. So, you know, we're struggling. What are some of the things he was doing? I mean, he just, you know, there was infidelity. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, when? I mean, pretty in the recent years. Really? Yeah. So. I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. It's not something that I tell everybody, but of course. in this position, if it will help somebody understand where they can go or what they can become from it, then why not? You know, he at this point is a healthier individual. After going through it. After going through it. Um, you know, he was taking depression medication incorrectly, and he's totally healthy now. He doesn't take anything, and but we're not okay because there's been a bond that's been broken. A lot of hurt and but, trauma. So what our struggle now is and what we're doing correctly is we our struggle is to get our family back on track. So we are working together, and at the end of the day, he's always going to be my husband. Yeah. You know, and he's my, he was my best friend, and we hope to get to there. But I admire him because he stands up every day in the mess he made, and he's a better person every day. I think that that is so poignant because I remember I was talking to someone recently, and they had gone through a really hard time, and they're like, I wouldn't trade going through what I've gone through because I wouldn't be who I am today. And I think we live in a, a society and a culture where we want the picture-perfect marriage. Of and we want to be content and happy. And we want, like, the end result. And that's a result of going through it. You know what I mean? And so do you feel like that? Like, like you wouldn't trade what happened to be where you're at now or working I towards? I would trade some things, but... Um to see how healthy he is. I mean, he was, he never slept, he was unhappy, he was. Do you think it was like the secret of what he did? I think it was a secret. I think it was just, I mean, his whole lifestyle was wrong. And it was him doing that. And it was me on this other, we were living completely different lives. He was always a good dad, but he wasn't a great partner. Now, in the last six months, He's been a better partner than he's ever been, but we have all of this baggage we're working through. But I've never, I mean, we went out for a weekend. We had friends in from out of town, and 
at one point I was having so much fun. I was like, is it my birthday? Because Derek is here, the kids are laughing, and we're all like hanging up because he was never present. And I think that's really what God has allowed him to be is even though he's got all this ugliness going on. He's it living knows, in the moment. Who knows if our marriage will survive, but I know one thing is we will survive. He and I as a unit are always going to be a unit. You know, he will always be my husband and that's who I love. If my marriage can survive, I'm going to do everything that I can for it. Yeah. But, and I would never, and I think that God also allows me that to take a step back and look at the person and not the whole situation. Because if you just look at the situation, you're just going to hate the person, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at the whole big picture, there's so much more. Yeah, I watched a movie one time and... Um, I forget what it's called, but the daughter is mad at her mom for not leaving her dad when she when he cheated. Mm -hmm. And there's this like awesome scene where she's like, how could you stay with him? Why didn't you leave him? And she said, I decided to stay with him for, I decided not to leave him for the one thing he did wrong. And I decided to stay with him for all the other things that he did right. You know? And... We all mess up, mm -hmm. you know, and that's an unconditional love, the grace of God coming through you for your husband, you know, yeah. and I really believe you guys are going to be, I didn't know that that happened, but yeah. I know you guys are going to be stronger than ever, we'll see. especially if he's leaning in, so. Can you, uh, can you say that one more time? I don't know what I said. That you think that we're going to be okay, especially. If that part? Yeah, well, the whole little, little thing. With the, with the, um. Movie? Yep, everything. <laughs> okay. So, my grandfather cheated on my grandma. So my family was affected deeply by infidelity. My grandma, like, practically raised me. And it's really hard because you think if someone cheats, you have to leave. She, she did end up leaving because he wanted to have both relationships. <laughs> um, so a little bit different. But... I watched a movie and it really, it spoke to me because there's a scene where the daughter is just so mad at her mom for staying with her dad because the dad cheated on her. And she's like yelling at her mom, like, how could you like, you're, you have no respect for yourself. Like, how could you stay with him knowing that he cheated on you? And the mom in complete humility looks at her daughter and says, I decided to stay with your dad. Well, I decided not to leave your dad for the one thing that he did wrong, but I decided to stay with him for the thousand of other things that he did right and to protect their family. Um, and I think that, you know, that can apply to your situation. Yeah, I'm so grateful that my kids are little and they don't fully understand, but they know, they know that something happened and they know that mommy wasn't happy and but they I think they're so happy to see their dad I mean be he, present he's got a different job now his whole life changed because of his job in the restaurant industry mm -hmm. and so his whole his whole life is different now and they love it there's a lot of people I know that have struggled that have been in the food and beverage industry I mean we got married he was 22 you know yeah we're young we got married young yeah and with that, everybody said, you're, you're too young, you're this and you're that, but then we had a baby, and then everybody said, well, you're not going to last, but we did, 
and it's been it'll be 10 years 11 years together and there has been a lot but we've grown up together he lost his mom six months before we were together so I mean you guys have been through a lot together when I look at him as an as a person as a human being I see I see why I see how I don't think that all of those reasons are right for what he did for his choice but I do see and I see him and I see that he loves God and he wants God and he wants our family and he he and that's all to love God and to want our family is what he needs to succeed regardless of how I tell are. Johnny like you know we were just had a terrible relationship and God redeemed our relationship like we would not be where we're at today 100% if we didn't incorporate God in our in our lives and there was a time when he wasn't, you know, quick to come to faith. You know what I mean? But he he is now, and he's the spiritual leader of my home. And I can tell you for a fact that that is 100% a miracle from God. That is. 100%. <laughs> I know Johnny. I love Johnny, but yeah, I know. Right? For Do you see them. it? And you know what's funny is so many times I'd look at Derek and I'd see that he was drowning and yeah. whatever. And say, Why don't you call Johnny? I'm pretty sure you guys are, you know. Like he could mentor Derek? Well, they could have just been friends to each other. Yeah. Like Johnny with whatever he was going through, Derek with whatever he was going through. Because, I mean, I guarantee you there was nobody that was going to tell Derek it was okay to not be faithful or anything like that. Like that's, that's a no-brainer. He would never have asked anybody for <laughs> anything regarding that. But because the whole, that he knew it was wrong. Yeah. Right? So now the goal is you've got to be better. You have to be a better person and I think that he has a golden heart he has a heart that's tied to Christ and he just has to allow it to actually he do has to job. let God work in his life because he's I, been trying to do it on his own for right. a long time so he you know he'd have a situation he'd be good and then have a bad day put a little band-aid on it have a bad day put another one and though that keeps him mounting and then God's underneath all those band-aids and so hard to find him and well it's hard believe. to cope with your feelings sometimes right like really hard and I read a thing on Instagram it was like don't run to drugs don't run to alcohol don't run to this run to God and that's really hard mm -hmm. it's hard to make it a habit you know what I mean like in this moment especially in the society we live in like I had a bad day let me get a drink or you know like put a band-aid instead of getting in the like I need to run to God you right. know and we deal with a lot of big emotions on a daily basis well there's so many things that are able to stand between you and God too right yeah so uh, oh I don't have time in the morning to do a devotional oh I, I don't have gas to go to church or I just it's so early there's football on like there's so many different things that are standing there but when you get to church if you're actually opening your heart you leave every time feeling better than you came in. Yeah. Because it's like you go to church. Take me to church. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I love singing at church. I'm not a great singer, but. I went and watched you in the singing Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love that's my form of praise for God. That's yeah. what I love to do for him. And I now he does, too. We would go to church and he'd be like a stone next to me. You know, and now I see him, and he's moving, and it's he's working. like loving it. So I see such a change in him, and and I hate that it had to come from something bad. But how can I tell God to do what He needs to do? So you're surrendering at it. I, what can I do? And 
I think overall he's a better man for my children. And now if we have a disagreement, it's we talk about it and he hears me. He actually listens. I can't tell you that that was the case before. Right. And I think that's only because he's struggling majorly, more than he's ever in his life, but he doesn't have any vices. He's leaning on He's God every day every walking time. through it, and mm-hmm. you're walking through it with him. Yeah. Wow, you're a support system for a lot of people, Drea, and God supports you through well, that's it. that's why I need him so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing everything. And if you had... Um, something that you would like to say to somebody who's struggling with like a family member or a loved one who's sick, what would you say to them? I would say, you know, pray. Put aside your feelings of like sadness and grief because if you're going to lose them, there's so much time for that. And spend those moments with that person just, you know, reading little Bible verses. They like that. It used to give my sister moments of hope and just talking to them, treat them like a person because they are they're human beings and those if that if those are the last months of their life just say what you need to say you're never going to say enough but really just put god in their hearts let them know let them not be scared because god has them and so many times people are afraid to die and really they should just feel that that calming like okay i'll be okay let them know you'll be okay because you have god you know, really incorporate God in Jesus and church and what you can. Because it's not easy. No. And you can't do it alone. But it's like like in a marriage, they say three, um, three cores wrapped together is what a marriage should be. You and your husband and then God. And then it's so similar when you're going through something like that with a family member. Yeah, and God is like the, the strand or the thread that's like stainless steel. Yeah. <laughs> like ours will like fray or whatever but it keeps it going exactly um what would you say to somebody who's struggling in their marriage who's you know just found out their husband cheated on them or is struggling with drugs or alcohol it is so hard but i'd say take a breath and i i thought i would have lit somebody on fire but it was only by the grace of god that i was calm enough to say okay what's important here my kids this is, this is the family. So just take a breath. Don't do what you think in movies. Because we watch these movies and we think, oh, well, I need to do that. That's, that's what's right. But that's not, that's not real. We're here. We're living, breathing creatures. And we have emotions. And other people have emotions too. And we tend to forget when somebody does something bad to us that there's a person in there that's, that's hurt. So they're hurt. So just take a breath. Lean on God. And God will show you the colors. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing your, your struggles with me today. And um, I think it's really important because people oftentimes see someone who's a Christian or whatever as self-righteous and they think they're better than everyone and whatever. <laughs> and you've never been that person. You've always been like, I'm imperfect. I struggle and I need God. And I think that's really important for people to hear and see. Thanks. <laughs> So then, then simply just an outro is what we continue to do now. Um, just say, hey, you know, thanks again. You know, thank for, um, thank the viewers. And say, we'll see you next week. Or we'll see you with our next story. Just something to me, say that? Huh? Me? Outro? Yeah. Yeah, to show you guys. To here? Uh, you can say it there. Or? Yeah. Uh, well, the center camera's probably okay. for this one. Actually, let's do it here. Okay.
Do I look at Franny? No, yeah, you're good because you have your camera too, so. My pastor, um, spiritual father, recently told me that you can't argue against God's testimonies, and you know it's really on my heart to to share. I feel the nudge to share um, these testimonies, and I am an imperfect person, just walking out in faith to do this. And I just want to say a prayer um, and echo Billy Graham that if you're wondering if God is real, just pray. Dear God, if you're real, please be real to me. And I'll see you in our next story. Now, do you want to hear and not say Billy Graham? And <laughs> you say his name, then he might just say, take it out. <laughs> um, what should I say then? Where do I look? You'll both look at this one this time. This one's together. So you'll just thank her. And okay. Thank her for giving the story. Um, thank you viewers for watching and say, we'll, we'll be back okay. in the next story. Simple as that. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing how God has worked in your life and the grace that he's given you to, to give and be a light to other people. And thank you so much for tuning in and you will be with us hopefully on our next story or trophy, oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to say. I'm slouching. Okay. We'll see you next story. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And I would just ask you if you're questioning if God is real to pray with us today. God, if you're real, make yourself real to me and tune in to our next testimony. No, I don't know. Should we just high five? Just keep it. No, no, just keep it. Because you're, you're doing it fine, then you try and stretch it. Just keep it simple. Because now this time you added like, the, the, the prayer time. Don't do the prayer. No, well, you already did the prayer earlier. So. Oh, you have it. My pastor just said that we should invite prayer at the end. So you ha we can just do the prayer in the beginning instead. So. Correct. Okay, right. so let's... Uh, should we be looking at each other or the camera? No, this is an outro, so you're looking at the camera. Okay. Oh. So when she thanks you, obviously you look at, you know, keep it normal, you know, look at each other, and then both turn to the camera. Okay. okay. Thank you for being here with me and sharing your testimony. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll be with you in our next testimony. <laughs> I'm sorry. Story, story, story. Story. sounds like so scary. Uh, okay. Go okay. Judge. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me. I think audio was in there, so. Okay. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you on our next story. I'll see you on our next story. See you on the next story. Is that okay? I'll see you on our next story. Why was that so difficult for me? That was really hard. I think Robin's here, so.